and welcome to the Eat Sleep Yoga podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Thomas, and I help women feel strong and lead healthy and happy lives through yoga and lifestyle practices. On the podcast today, we are going to talk about the pelvic floor. So most of us have absolutely no idea what, how, where our pelvic floor is and what it does. And for many of us, we don't think about practicing pelvic floor exercises until we need to. So after childbirth or surgery, for example. But up to one third of women will experience a problem with their pelvic floor muscles during their lifetime. And the good news is that like any muscle in the body, the pelvic floor can be trained with regular and targeted exercises and and we can incorporate these exercises into our yoga practice as well. So these exercises that we do help to strengthen and relax your pelvic floor as well as deepen your mind-body connection. But if we have no idea about our pelvic floor, how are we meant to be able to connect with it and then train it and be able to relax it? So when I first started practicing yoga, um, and for quite a while afterwards, actually, I had no idea what my pelvic floor was or what it did. So this was um, quite a while back. I was in my early 20s. I I didn't have children. um, I hadn't had any surgery or anything like that. Um, So just presumed it was something that older women or women who had given birth needed to focus on. And my yoga teacher at the time would regularly cue about a gentle lift through the pelvic floor um, in certain poses. So Mula Banda and Energy Lock. And I just had absolutely no idea what that meant. I would be lifting my shoulders up towards my ears, thinking that that was helping me lift my pelvic floor. And I was just randomly squeezing and tensing different parts of my body in the hope that my pelvic floor was involved somehow. I just had no idea. And it wasn't really until I started to become much more aware of my body and I started to get much more interested in anatomy and how everything is connected that I started to feel more connected to my pelvic floor. And it was also during this time that I realised that everyone should be doing pelvic floor exercises not just people who had had children Um, and I also learned that it was never too early to start practicing pelvic floor exercises. So now with a lot of yoga experience and women's health training under my belt I've learned so much more about the pelvic floor Um, and if you've done a workshop or a training with me you'll know that my approach goes way beyond the Kegel exercises that all postnatal women were told they needed to do. So my approach, we incorporate safe movements in our yoga practice that help to stretch and strengthen the pelvic floor, just like any other muscles in the body. So first off then, let's take a look at what the pelvic floor is um, in an anatomy kind of sense so that you can really visualise where it is and what it does. And something that I get my students to do when we're learning about the pelvic floor 
is to use their hands. So feel out the actual anatomy of their body. And I encourage people actually to do this in yoga poses too. So for, sort of feel out where the bony bits of your hips are facing. Is your pelvis level? And this feedback from your hands to your brain really helps to build a picture and help you to understand things better, understand your body better. So if you want to, um, and it might be best if you do this laying down on your yoga mat or on your bed or something like that, use your hands then to find the bony bits on the front of your hips. And if you're laying down doing this, these bony bits are likely to be pointing up towards the ceiling. So can you find them, those bony bits on the front of your hips? Okay, so if you've found them, pop the palms of your hands on them so your fingers are facing in towards each other now. So they're sort of resting on your lower belly, fingers facing in. And then start to move your fingers downwards towards each other. So have your fingertips now reached your pubic bone. Can you feel your pubic bone there? And if you have a look down at your hands now, you've probably made a triangular shape with your hands and your fingers right. So maybe you've got your first two fingers pressing on your pubic bones. Maybe the tips of your thumbs are touching and the palms or the heels of your hands are on those two bony bits on the front of your hips. Okay, so these are the first three points of getting to know your pelvis and your pelvic floor. And when working with your core and your pelvic floor, I mentioned this triangle that we've just made with our hands a lot, like a lot, a lot. So you've got a couple of reference points now then with those two bony bits on the front of your hips and with your pubic bone. So slide your fingers back towards those bony bits of your hips again and then slide them around the sides of your hips towards your bum. So we're feeling the sides of your hips and your pelvis now. And you can do this a few times if it helps you to build that picture, so that shape of your pelvis in your mind's eye. And then keep moving your hands around then towards your bum. So can you feel your sitting bones, so the bony bits of your bum? So have you found them? And again, you could move your hands from the bony bits of your bum to the bony bits on the front of your hips a few times if you need to, to start to get that shape from the front, the sides, and then starting to move towards the back of your pelvis. So we're just trying to build a picture here of the shape of your pelvis. And for most of us, this is probably the most time we've ever spent touching our pelvis, right? It's not a, a normal Wednesday evening's entertainment, but it's really, really important. We really need to understand and learn more about our bodies and how it all works to really help our body work optimally. All right, so we've moved from the front of the pelvis, the bony bits on the front of your hips and your pubic bone, round the sides of your hips, down towards the sitting bones, so those bony bits of your bum. Now from those bony bits of your bum, can you move your fingers towards each other and upwards a little bit towards the base of your spine and find your tailbone? So the final piece of the pelvis puzzle. And again, move your hands around your pelvis if you want to. So just finding that shape round. 
And then just bring your hands back then towards the bony bits of your bum again. And can you visualise then now where the other parts of your pelvis are in comparison? So can you visualise where your pubic bone is? And if it helps, keep one hand on, on one of your sitting bones and then place your other hand on your pubic bone if that helps um, and see if you can kind of build up a picture. And again, moving your hands around your pelvis if it helps. We really want to be able to visualise the shape of your pelvis here. So we've found the bony structure of your pelvis and your pelvic floor muscles then sit within this bony structure. And even though they are inside your pelvis, they are still connected to your whole body. So they don't exist in isolation. Everything is linked. And your pelvic floor is made up of layers of muscles and other tissues which are held together with ligaments. And they form um, like a hammock shape or a bowl shape. And your pelvic floor forms the base of your core. So thinking back to, was it the first podcast I did possibly, where I spoke about the core being a barrel shape or a, a tube of Pringles. And the pelvic floor muscles then make up the base of that tube. So it's made up of these layers and these layers stretch from the pubic bone at the front of your pelvis. So remember the triangle we made with our hands to the tailbone at the back. And then they go from one sitting bone, the bony bits of your bum, to another. And if it helps, you can imagine these muscles then as a sort of stretched out triangular shape. So they're attached at the front and the back and the sides of the triangle. So hopefully that helps you to understand what and where your pelvic floor is. And maybe it will help you next time you're practicing yoga. You've got a bit more self-awareness about what your pelvis is doing and where it is in relation to your own body when we're in a certain pose. So we've had a look at what the pelvic floor muscles are and where they are. But what do the pelvic floor muscles do? So our pelvic floor muscles help with childbirth. Um, they help us go to the toilet and they also help us delay going to the toilet until it's convenient as well. They help with sexual activity. They support our internal organs and keep the pressure inside our torso at a constant safe level. And especially when we're doing things like lifting something or folding forward. And the pelvic floor muscles are also really, really important for good posture. So they help to support your spine as part of your core and the rest of your body because it's all linked, remember. So let's take a few minutes and just to look at some well-known symptoms that might be caused by a weak pelvic floor. So if we have a look at the bladder first, um, things like leakage. So leaking a little bit when laughing or coughing or sneezing. Having a real sudden urge to go to the toilet um, or maybe having to go to the toilet frequently, especially during the, the nighttime when you're asleep. And the same sort of thing with your bowels. So leakage uh, with activity or with urgency. Um, maybe you have difficulty getting clean after going to the toilet and leakage of wind as well. 
So normally our pelvic floor muscles wrap tightly around these passages to help keep them shut and allow us to open them when we want to. So it's really, really important to try and keep these muscles strong. Um, and vaginal symptoms then, so prolapse. So that's feeling as if something is coming down, like heaviness. Sometimes pain in the vagina or in your lower belly um, and lack of sensation during intercourse. And now some less well-known symptoms as well. So things like weak core strength and weak upper body strength can be um, a sign. Lack of balance, poor posture, lower back pain, even lack of self-confidence and self-esteem. And imbalances in the body, so um, left and right sides not feeling the same. And even if you have none of these symptoms, you still should practice pelvic floor exercises regularly. So some of these might be a shock to you, like how does the pelvic floor affect my upper body strength? But our whole body is connected, so everything is connected. And in yoga, we follow the whole body approach. So a weak or a not optimally working pelvic floor can lead to lack of core strength. And then the lack of core strength then leads to weak upper body strength and imbalances in your body. So some of the factors that can affect your pelvic floor. So stress and anxiety can have a huge impact on your pelvic floor. If you think about when you are feeling stressed, where do you notice tension in your body? And could you be holding that tension in your pelvic floor as well? Movement is another one. So moving less or more than usual can affect your pelvic floor, um, as can change in the way you move as well. So maybe you've started um, a new exercise class or you started a different type of yoga, or maybe you're running uh, longer or more regularly than you normally do, or maybe you're spending more time in the garden when the weather's been nice. And high impact exercise, um, particularly where both feet are off the ground at the same time, so things like jumping, running, playing netball, things like that can also have an effect on your pelvic floor. So bad posture is another one. Um, so sitting for long periods of time, working at a desk, or if you drive for long periods of time, um, or lifting heavy stuff regularly, um, or even just lifting stuff regularly without practicing good posture, so without engaging your core and your pelvic floor muscles, can cause overly tight pelvic floor muscles, or it can cause the muscles to weaken as well. And having tension and tightness in your muscles, especially your hamstrings and your glutes around your bum, they can also impact on your pelvic floor. Um, and this is also true, actually, if you suffer from sciatica. And just kind of menopause and getting older in general. So our, our muscles naturally weaken as we get older. And the change in hormones during menopause can really impact this. So lower estrogen levels in your body can cause the pelvic floor muscles and other muscles actually um, to weaken. So there's some things to do with health as well, which can affect your pelvic floor. So your diet, um, ongoing constipation, asthma or a long-term cough like a bronchi bronchitis, 
any kind of pelvic surgery and radiotherapy, these can all impact on your pelvic floor muscles, causing them to weaken and can sometimes lead to prolapse of the organs. And things like pregnancy and childbirth, so particularly multiple births or large babies or assisted vaginal births um, can impact um, your pelvic floor. And studies actually are now showing that, that pelvic floor muscles can start to weaken during pregnancy and not just um, childbirth as previously thought. So pelvic floor exercises are proven to have a positive effect on your body. Um, and these exercises include deep breathing using your diaphragm, um, targeted exercises to contract and release your muscles. And we can use meditation to help us connect to our pelvic floor. So I'd like to try a breathing exercise with you today that will help you to connect to your pelvic floor and your core muscles. And proper breathing is an absolutely amazing way to help you connect to your pelvic floor and core. So this is a really safe exercise to practice, so there's nothing to worry about. But with any pranayama, if you start to feel dizzy or sick or get a headache, then stop and just go back to your normal breathing again. Now this breathing exercise can be done stood up, uh, sat down, laying down, whatever is most comfy for you. So just go ahead and get yourself comfortable and then just rest your hands on your lower belly. And I'd like you to imagine, so visualise, you've got a big cake with a hundred candles on it in front of you. And as we exhale, I'd like you to imagine that you're going to be blowing these candles out slowly, like super slow. So we're going to take a nice, slow, deep breath in through your nose. Try and expand through the front, back and sides of your rib cage, And then slow and steady, exhale through your mouth. So imagine you're blowing those candles out really, really slowly. So try it again. Inhale through your nose, ribcage expands. Exhale slow, steady, out through your mouth. And as you exhale, can you feel your core engaging from your pubic bone on the front of that triangle up towards your belly button? And if it helps, you can visualise here a little ball rolling from that pubic bone up towards your belly button as you exhale. So try a few rounds of this 100 candle breath a couple of times a week, two or three times a week, to try and get you to connect to your pelvic floor and get those core muscles engaged. And the good news is then it's never too late or too early to start practicing pelvic floor exercises. And in almost all cases, it's possible to gain control over your pelvic floor and train them to do their job properly. And a strong and flexible pelvic floor can help you feel stronger, more balanced and more confident on and off the yoga mat. But it takes some time, some patience and consistency to really notice the benefits. So I really hope this helped shed some light on the mystery that is the pelvic floor muscles for you. So thank you for listening to the Eat Sleep Yoga podcast. I would love to hear from you and find out what you thought of it. 
if you would like to find out more about what I do, so my classes, my courses, my retreats, then please take a look at my website, www.eatsleepyoga.net or feel free to send me a message and I'll be happy to answer any questions you have. Stay strong and I'll see you next time.